I'm Bridget Owens, and you're listening to the Waxing Soul Podcast, where we're adventuring into the world of mindful modern magic and authentic spiritual practice. It's January 27th, 2022, and today's topic is the power of why, and the three most important things to understand within our practices as they evolve. Are you ready to grow your soul? Hey, witchy friends. I've realized lately that a lot of the time what inspires my content, what what I get inspired by when it comes to podcast content, feels like maybe my main intention is to guide new practitioners to be some kind of mentor or whatever to those who are just starting on their path, which isn't really, I, I do like to make content that I know I would have been, you know, would have been of interest to me in the early days of my practice, but that's not my main purpose. My belief is that like no matter how long any of us have been practicing, there are things that we can understand better. There are things to be explored more deeply. And essentially, it's just never a bad idea to really question and investigate what we're doing, why we're doing it, to ask the important questions, right? And honestly, all of this stuff, or at least most of it, comes out of my own work, my own realizations and things that I like get greater clarity on pieces that I put together in new ways in my brain, that kind of thing. And with all that said, though, (laughs) today's topic, while it is absolutely something we at all levels of our practices, whatever they are, can really dig into and benefit from, it popped to mind mostly from thinking about the whole issue of new practitioners struggling to get their footing, wanting guidance and help to get started, not knowing what to do with what we usually, you know, say, right? Which is do your research and just get started. Like those of us who have been at this a while know what we mean by that. We know it's true, but we also know how hard it is, you know, how hard that probably was for all of us at that point to have this, all of this potential stuff to study and and learn and not being confident about getting it right. And it doesn't help that we're, you know, we all inevitably run into stuff that we find out later wasn't good guidance, wasn't the strict rule that we thought it was, or was something that didn't make sense, or maybe was even downright dangerous. You know, we can tell people all we want that they need to do research and and learn through experience, but like, that also requires a certain amount of, you know, how to study is a learned skill. And discernment is a learned skill and, and deeper even than that little, you know, that little challenge is, is figuring out what, where to start, what to even begin studying, and what to explore, which requires us to kind of get a grip on what purpose various things serve, what benefit we're going to get from learning those things, because otherwise what we end up doing is trying to learn things we're not actually interested in and won't ever use just because we think like it's part of the deal. So I've got three questions that all of us, but especially the newer practitioners, need to get really good at asking and investigating as a way, not just of picking what to study and where to start, but also to help figure out for ourselves what guidance is good to follow and what our rules or our boundaries really are. Because the whole point is to evaluate the elements of our practice, to figure out what their purpose is, as well as our own purpose for wanting to explore them. So we end up guiding our own practice rather than, you know, relying on someone else to push us along. And I want to start with this question. Why do I want to do this? 
And I mean this as more than a question of intention. Intention is important when it comes to putting your magic into action, but this particular question gets to what's underneath that, what precedes that. And I say this because what I see a lot of is practitioners assuming that something is just like expected. Like, well, I'm into self-evolution, I must need to do like meditation. So I guess I need someone to teach me that. Or like, I want to be a witch, so I'll buy some candles because that's that's what witches work with, right? And then I'll, I'll learn that, which is, you know, I love the process of picking up new things along the way when, when they look interesting and having, you know, having that be the method of learning and building a practice, that that's my favorite. But it's important to know why you're drawn to certain things, why you're choosing to pursue whatever it is. Because it's because it's up your alley, whether it's that, whether it's something you think you'll enjoy, or whether it's because you've been convinced that it's an important thing to master, whether it's because you see others do it and you're curious, whether it's because you know it's a key step to achieving a goal that you have, also just the purpose of it. Is it something that you just need to, to know enough about to use for a specific working? Or is it something you want to really master and be really proficient at because you see it being a huge part of your practice? Is is it something you're just trying to see how it works? Because when, when it comes to especially the beginnings of our paths, there's it's totally normal to not know where to start to be overwhelmed with possibilities, to, to feel a little bit lost when it comes to figuring out what's important. So we do what what's normal for humans coming into a context where we don't have a clear understanding of how to find our place. We follow. We, we look for patterns and people to mirror. But I think magical practice is one of those pursuits where it's incredibly important. It's absolutely crucial to be deliberate and analytical as we go along. Magical practice is deeply personal. It's not religion. So we can't assume that the people around us have the same needs and desires and interests and resources that we do. Which means that the things that they do, the reasons they do them, the methods, the methods that they choose, they aren't just arbitrary. They may not be what we want or need. And the only way to know if we're doing the right things is to literally ask ourselves why we're interested in whatever we're interested in. What's, what's the purpose? What's the motivation? What's the draw? And my advice is that if, it, if what you come up with is a feeling of doing things because you just assumed that was what people do, particularly in the case of magical practice, then it's time to dig deeper, to step back a bit, and to look at what options there are, and get more deeply in tune with your inner guidance, your inner compass, so that you begin to trust your ability to lead yourself. Year two of the Waxing Soul podcast is all about ideas in action. Join my mailing list at BridgetOwens.com slash podcast for a weekly self-growth challenge plus all the latest news and more fun stuff. Now back to the episode. The second important question is less about direction and more about discernment. Because there's a lot of... I, I really think this comes from the fact that we tend to treat things like magical practice the same way we treat religion. Like, there must just be rules to follow. So if others seem to do things a consistent way, that must be the way things have to be done. And if there's a reason behind it, we're, you know, we all know that religion, the way most of us have been taught to exist within it, 
requires a trust that if we're told that something is the way it is, we either don't question that or we take the authority of whoever's explanation we get at face value. And magical practice is, I think it's exactly the opposite. Understanding the whys is an essential part of the path. So the second vital question is, why do we do it this way? Whatever it is that you're learning, whatever pattern or methodology you learn, knowing why it is that way, why it's why it's that way and not any of the other options out there, why does whoever you're learning from teach this particular way of doing things, asking those questions is how we build a truly authentic and deeply rooted practice for ourselves. And it's how we learn to be discerning. There is another layer underneath those answers, underneath the way you evaluate the answers that you get back when you ask why things are done the way they're done, which has to do with, you know, what your own standards and reasons are for, you know, discerning which ones fit, which which reasons are good reasons for you and which ones are not. But let's just focus on the original why. Because especially when we're just starting out on our path, we aren't going to necessarily have a very clear basis for that kind of discernment. One of the biggest benefits of experience and time spent practicing is that being in action, being active in practice is how those standards and that understanding of internal reasoning and all of that gets formed. But as you're forming those things, as you're building experience, it's really important to invest time not into just finding information and learning how to do things, but learning why. Now, I think the answers to that, the whys, fall into three basic categories. There's the things that we do the way we do them because just the limitations or parameters of physical reality. Like there are aspects of our practices and our rituals and such that are like safety related. There are aspects of our practices which are based on just the mundane functions of things. And I think about things like you know, I'm sure most of us have seen the thing going around where someone buys a crystal ball and they're told to cover it when they're not home. And they're like, why? Spirits? And they're like, and they're told, no, it's so you don't burn your house down. There's stuff like, you know, open your windows when you're smoke cleansing. Not because the energies can't go through windows, but because it's not good to fill your house with smoke and breathe it all in. There's, you know, herbs that we use certain ways because like that's the chemical makeup of that plant having its, you know, scientifically predictable impact on our physiology. <clears throat> it's the mundane before magic thing. And it and it's good to know what those practical things, practical considerations in our practices are because it's it keeps us grounded in reality. And that's important. <laughs> and if you get good at seeing where the mundane influences come in, those considerations, it's it's easier to sort out the rest. The second category of whys is the stuff that we do the way we do them because that way is part of tradition. It's part of a larger context. It's, it's stuff that has reasons rooted in a particular group's background, their culture, their history. And these are, I think it's really important to be aware, first of all, that different cultures, different groups of people do things very differently, even given the same basic concepts. So for instance, if you're into astrology, you know that our understanding of Western astrology isn't shared by all people around the world, even given that we see the same sky, the same celestial bodies at the same times of the year, right? 
And a huge amount of what we get taught about magic and magical practice falls into this category. That's part of the reason there are so many ways to do so many different things within our practices. But it's not just important to be aware that there are differences, which come from different groups and cultures, but knowing why those cultures do things that way. Having some understanding of like a tradition's ties to that culture's historical or geographic you know, land of origin, their history of migration or oppression or colonization or whatever. If you're, if you're practicing within or taking bits of practice from a culture or if you're being taught from a culture's perspective, understanding what parts are unique to that culture and what those things mean is a foundational piece of really mastering and using whatever those parts of our practices are. Because a lot of the time when it comes to that stuff, the meaning is in the history. The power is in the history and the reason that those things came to be. It's not in the skills and the practices and whatever in and of themselves. And the last category is the stuff that is the way it is because it just seems to work. It's part of the... It's what I consider to be the fun part of magical practice, which is the guessing part, the experimental part, the, ex the, the spiritual equivalent of the scientific method where we do things that make symbolic sense or are in <clears throat> whatever way it, <clears throat> a thing that, that feels like it should work, it feels like it makes sense, or it's a pattern someone noticed and latched onto. It's, it's the part that there isn't really a good answer for why. <laughs> it's anecdotal or circumstantial or intuitive or revealed in some way. And, and this stuff, this is where we get into the meat of magical practice. But it's also where there really aren't rules. And it's important to have a firm grasp of that dynamic rather than take those things as absolute rules. It's really vital to a healthy magical practice to recognize that our attachment to these things or rejection of these things is personal. It's not universal unless something is discovered which pushes it into that first category, right? And that means that understanding ourselves and why certain practices resonate, why certain practice, you know, certain ways of doing things feel right to us, it's honestly part of our shadow work. And that's that's why shadow work is such an important companion to magical practice. If you love the waxing soul, connect with me online. BridgetOwens.com is the central hub for all my projects, including books, card decks, and resources. Go there to get my latest book, Deep Self Magic, to connect as a potential podcast guest, and to find out all the latest news. Also, find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook as Bridget Owens Magic, and on Twitter as Waxing Soul. Okay, so I saved the most important why for last. Because when we start on our paths, when we're in our paths and we undertake some new thing, anytime we put ourselves in a position of looking to others to learn from, or even in a position of doing research for ourselves and sifting through information and teachings and resources, which we know come through and from the thoughts of other people, we are responsible for the sources we choose to trust and work with. So the most important why is this. Why do I trust this source? And this, again, really does get into our shadow work, at least in part, because our reasons for trusting and following some sources of information 
and guidance over others has to do with the deepest parts of our worldview and understanding how things work. Like if you're listening to my podcast and if you're a regular listener or have followed me on social media and read my book or whatever, there's some element of something in this like exchange of information relationship that we have that makes you value what I have to say. And knowing what that is says more about you than it does about me. And this also has a lot to do with developing discernment. The, th- the thing is that if we actually get to know what makes us trust one person over another, one type of source of information over another, whether it's like media or method of delivery or whatever, if we are really truly honest with ourselves about what, about, about all of that as we go, we're going to find some stuff about the way we think and the way we interact with the world, which might not make sense when we drag those reasons out and examine them. So there's that. There's, there's that reason for really asking ourselves why we trust or don't trust our sources. But it's also just good to know what the strengths and differences between certain sources are. Knowing where to turn for guidance or information or explanations which teach you in ways that are compatible with how you learn or which speak to you from a place of similar experience or similar context to how you live, that sort of thing. Figuring out when you need someone with a deep and credentialed expertise and when you don't. Figuring out how to determine if someone's credentials actually mean something and when they don't. You know, this is absolutely a process. It's, it's a trial and error process in a lot of ways. And there are going to be times as you're learning and studying that you'll find sources that you think are great only to find out later that they aren't or even the other way. And I, this isn't even really about magic, but I think it's a good story to share to illustrate this. So when I was in high school, I took a lot of art classes. I've always been an artist, always been a crafter and a creator. That is my passion. And there were two art teachers at my high school. One taught very traditional types of things like drawing, painting, sculpture, traditional art classes with textbooks and stuff like that. And the other teacher was more applied art. So stuff like ceramics and weaving. And I remember doing paper making and batik and screen printing and beading and stuff like that. And I always took the applied art classes <laughs> rather than the traditional ones. I never once took a class with the other teacher because at the time, my argument, my personal reasoning for trusting the one teacher over the other was that the traditional teacher used a book. He taught from a textbook. And I said, that's not art. That wasn't creativity to me. Now, with many years of experience between then and now, I can look back now and see that both teachers were good, that I maybe would have really benefited from taking classes with both because my reasoning was really flawed. Like the reason the applied art classes didn't use books was because there just was no book for those classes. And those more traditional art classes didn't rely on a book to, you know, to the detriment of creative expression. The skills we learned in the applied art classes weren't Like, there wasn't a pre-constructed curriculum for that. 
we just followed the teacher's muse, which was awesome and fun. And I did and learned cool things, but I didn't learn to paint. You know, I didn't hone my drawing skills. I did that later in college. <laughs> um, I didn't learn any art history in the high school classes that I took. I did that later in college with books. And it's important to know that like, that is exactly how things go as we learn things from various sources over the years. It doesn't mean that any of our learning is a mistake. I can't look back at those high school art classes and be like, well, I did the wrong thing taking the classes that I did, learning the things that I did. But being aware of why I trusted one teacher more than the other, I can look back and say that I thought I had an understanding of myself and the world around me that I now know wasn't accurate. The thing to keep in mind, though, is that when we ask ourselves why we trust one source over others, it helps us establish for ourselves what path we're choosing. And that's what we're really looking for most of the time, right? Confidence and clarity in our direction, which we really only get from asking these questions, asking why we're taking the steps that we're taking. Thank you so much for listening. New episodes of The Waxing Soul drop every Thursday. All materials and resources, except the music, are copyright Bridget Owens. Many thanks to my readers, listeners, friends, mentors, inspirations, and my family for riding with me into season two. And until next week, blessed be and be good to yourself.